Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to Allenby Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, I talk to a rookie who's making waves, figuring out how they're succeeding in today's ultra competitive market. Today on the show, I have Dion Williams. Dion is one of the amazing rookies that's at our brokerage, Allenby Mortgage Pros, and I just love this guy. So a couple of things that we talk about in this episode, we talk about a deal that he lost when he first started out that he wouldn't lose today. And we've added this as an element to our show because as a new broker, you're going to find there's deals that you're going to see today that six months, 12 months later, you're like, oh my gosh, I should have done that differently. So the goal is to help you prevent having that kind of mistake. Also talk to him about sort of some of the takeaways of being part of our brokerage and what he's learned since being a new agent. And, you know, one of the things he touches on is the importance of mindset, which I will let him share with you. And then I will come back and chat with you at the end. Before we jump into this episode, let me give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. So Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform, very easy to use. The average mortgage broker saves 72 working hours of time using this technology and clients love it. Connects the lender spotlights. You can search guidelines and rates. Check out finmo.ca and check out this conversation with Dion. Hey, Dion, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott, how's it going? I'm fantastic, man. So tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from. So myself was born in Calgary, but I've lived in Ottawa all my life. Married two kids. Personally, I enjoy playing basketball, golf, and snowboarding. I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. So for those that hear this, they may I'm like sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, proud St. FX alumni and former university basketball champion. Oh, that's awesome, man. How'd you get in the mortgage business? It's funny, actually. So in the summer, I periodically, I play tennis with a friend of mine and, you know, we were playing back and forth and it just happened that we started talking about careers and he was looking for a career change. I was looking for a career change. And he just said, you know, knowing me that he knew me, knowing my personality, he said mortgages would be a good thing for me. So I looked into it, reached out to different people within the industry, locally and throughout the country to see if it would be a fit for my personality. And here I am. And when did you get licensed? How long ago? Didn't officially get my license until March because there was some delays there with the system. So didn't join a brokerage until May, I believe it was this year. Yeah. And then I moved over to Island B August or September. I can't recall. Yeah, I think it was like probably August sometime. And so did you go in full-time, part-time? Like what did you do? Um, it was full-time. Had to be full-time. You know, talking what to were people. you doing before? I was in the healthcare industry, specifically pharmaceutical and eye care industry. So, so were you like uh, a drug rep? Correct. Yeah. Oh, those are pretty good jobs, actually. You can make pretty good money selling drugs, legal, legal yeah. drugs, you know? No. One of yeah, my buddies no. did it. I enjoyed it. But to be honest, it got to a point where just my moral compass got affected with things in the industry and I decided to move on. Right. That's fair enough. Okay. So it's only been a little while, but is there any point since March that you kind of may have questioned this as your career choice or are you like, no, nope, I'm in the right place. Sometimes well, I, it, you can go through these, I call it the valley of shadow of death where you're like, oh my gosh, like what did I get myself into? Yeah. I didn't necessarily hit the valley of shadow of death, but there's definitely points in which I questioned it. Being that the industry is so competitive and as a new agent, there's not a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. Um, you question yourself, right? Especially when you have no sales and nothing really in the pipeline. You know, I overcame it by changing my mindset, particularly yep. day in, day out. One of the real challenges I have is just not getting caught up in the social media, getting trapped, believing, you know, everybody's doing well and you aren't. So it's, right. for me, it's just grinding in terms of 
staying focused, daily routine, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, just have tasks, knock them out and build my business day by day, brick by brick. Right. So since you started, you've, you know, got some leads, closed some mortgages. And so can you think of a file that you lost when you first started out or a lead that you know today you'd handle differently? Because I always find that there's, you know, you don't know till you see it and then you're like, oh crap, I'd handle that totally differently next time. So can you think of one? Yeah, for me, it was definitely my first file. Basically, I was a new agent, didn't know where to get business from, looked at different opportunities. And one of the places I did look online was Reddit, through the Reddit forum. And somebody reached out, was looking for mortgage advice on a million dollar property. They just wanted a second opinion. And I was able to, you know, initially have the conversation online and I was able to take it offline, get an application started. And unfortunately, my client journey just wasn't there. I was winging it on the fly and and I was learning on the fly. And unfortunately, I lost the file to a big bank. Um, Mm. Simply looking back, I realized I didn't ask the right questions. I didn't provide value. I didn't create those wow moments. But more importantly than anything, I didn't ever ask for the business. And, you know, now knowing what I know and having a consistent process, a client journey, I know I'd be able to have secured that file. How, how, just out of curiosity, one of the things that we've been focusing a lot lately is discovery call. And so how has your discovery call changed, you know, in the last month or two since we've been going deep in that? Specifically, there was one file recently that I lost out on a big bank. And looking back on it, it was my discovery call didn't ask the right question. Like I saw it on my discovery call, but I just, I took it for granted. And now the discovery call, like I really hone in on asking those questions and, you know, really driving at home. Like, why are you coming to me? You know, right. Why me? What is it you're looking for? Let's hammer out, you know, where's your down payment coming from? I know you have 10,000. I know you have 50,000 or 60,000, whatever it is. Where's that coming from? Where is it right now? Like asking and driving home those questions, not only builds, confidence in myself but also allows the process to really flow smoothly right and have you found having like a discovery call script as well as sort of the template to follow how's that helped you immensely like i said it's given me confidence the stress you may hear in my voice previously is no longer there because i have the confidence in the outline of you know where i'm going and where my journey with the client is going um so i'm more at ease and, and rest assured that we're headed down the right process Right. That's good. Okay. So there are two kind of distinct skills. You got a master's in mortgage broker sales and underwriting. Which one was harder for you? Definitely underwriting. It's, it's uh, a beast. It is a beast, it is. man. It is. And it's a beast that's always changing. It's like, oh, today this doesn't work. And, you know, and it works this time, but not that time. And It's challenging, but it's beneficial the more you grasp or more you understand of underwriting. It really, for me personally, it, it allows me to navigate the call. The more I ask questions, the more I uncover my knowledge with underwriting, I'm able to navigate the call in terms of, okay, you know what, with the information you just told me, I know I could potentially go to this lender. Okay, let me ask these questions now, which helps everyone in the mortgage process. Right. That's really good. And so how is having access to like live underwriting coaches? How has that helped you? Yeah, it's immense. I'm trying to think of something in life where, you know what, you have access to instant experience and instant knowledge whenever you're trying to do something. So doing a discovery call and I have a quick question that comes to mind, I can go ask. And I know that they're going to be there quick to respond. If a lender responds back with a question, it's like, uh, I don't feel like I'm on my own. I know I'll just hop into the underwriting room and, hey, guys, check this out, this email. How should I respond? What do I do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the things that I've discovered when you're new is you got to look at the sales down, but the underwriting is 
it only can be learned one file at a time. We couldn't get you to just read broker kits and you'd be like, oh, I got it, Scott. It's like, it will stick in your brain when you have that file, that million dollar file you were talking about, million dollar mortgage. Every little nuance of that file is burned into your brain. You're like, you remember every detail, right? That's how it works with underwriting is you've got to burn those into your brain and it only comes by plugging into somebody else's brain, you know, in real time that knows what they're doing is very helpful for speed. So that's really good. What has been your biggest takeaway from kind of being part of the brokerage and going through the whole thing that we put together? Being part of the brokerage, two things I would say. Number one is the mindset, really changing my mindset, positive thinking, feeling confident. And the other thing is, which is kudos to you, is the team itself, the group of people you've put together. The camaraderie in our group is amazing. Everybody, I see that, yeah, I, I see that all the time. They're like, hey, let's get together and let's practice. Let's do this. It's like, yeah, you guys are just doing that. You know, we didn't say, hey, can you go do that? It's like, I'm just yeah, like I don't know. I don't know, Scott. Don't sell yourself short because yeah. there could be some personality conflicts and we don't have that. Like everybody gets along genuinely. Like you ask a question, people are giving tips, tricks, yeah. um, advice, even helping out. Like it's amazing. Right. I, well, I think, okay, we're the gatekeeper. We say no to people. So there's people who are like, yeah, Devontae was talking with a guy recently. And I'm like, what do you think, Devontae? And he's like, I don't think so. I'm like, tell him no. And so- like we do try to like filter by making sure that the people coming in are going to get along with the other folks and that they're a good fit and that they're coachable and they want to be helpful. And that's creates that environment. It's sort of like, this is not a good example, but it's like a gold's gym has got all these guys that are three plates because that's kind of what they do. That's not what we're doing, but like you do attract a certain vibe, right? Just based yeah. on the type of people that you say, yeah, you're in or you're not in. So that part is one of the coolest things that I've seen spin out of that was just the community support that has come from it. Okay, so let me ask some rapid fire questions. What's one thing people can't find out from Google? I'd probably say my family life. I'm a very private person. I don't really post anything family oriented online. Um, If I do, it doesn't have faces. I'm just a private person and I like keeping that private. So, um, are you in the witness protection program or something? (laughs) (laughs) I used to say that growing up because I moved so much. I'd say to people, like, I was in the witness protection program. People are like, really? I'm like, no, don't be stupid. Why would I tell you that if I was? But anyway. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I value my privacy. I yeah, I don't put really anything online about myself. Right. That's fair. Okay. So what about a movie that everybody should watch at least once? I have two actually. Well, one's a movie and the other's a TV show. Movie is The Usual Suspects and TV show is The Wire. Is that a British show? No, it's uh, The Wire is shot in Baltimore. Essentially, it's different dynamics. How do I describe The Wire? Starts off in lower income housing, follows a couple of guys who are drug dealers and their development on basically trying to make money and the impact it has on the community politically. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a great show. I'm not doing it justice right now. Um, okay, I'm going to check it out. Right now we're watching Billions. Ryan okay. got me on to Billions. It's, it's an older movie. Sorry, it's an older TV show. That's okay. Um, yeah. I'll check it out. So, okay, what's three software programs or digital tools you can't run your business without? Really, I only have two, Google Workspace and Loom. In terms of the Google Workspace, using using everything, Gmail, spreadsheets, Word docs, presentations, yeah. um, and then Loom in terms of videos, just, yeah. How much are you using Loom? And give me an example of what you're using. Um, I had a discovery call today, and unfortunately, the guy, he's not ready to purchase a home. And rather than, you know, having that conversation with the realtor, I literally just did a video and said, hey, you know what, here's the situation had the email and did a video and he wrote back and goes, holy cow, amazing. Like he was just blown away by the video. And then similarly with the video to this gentleman, it was, Hey, you know what, here are the websites. 
you know, clicking on the websites. This is what you go through. This is the information first time home buyer. Like, this is what you need. These are the ratio calculations. So I'm using it in any way in which I can educate in that capacity. We always say, you know, whenever possible, show, don't just tell. If I can show you and explain it, it's way more effective than I just tell you something. So, and this is what I love about tools like Loom. So it's awesome, brother. And then what about what's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker? I think I've heard it over and over and over again. Don't burn your bridges. The industry is really small. Yeah, 100%. That's true. So knowing what you know now, is there anything you do differently? I want to say I would join ILMB earlier, but looking back, I would say no, because I learned what not to do. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that's part of the reason why I'm seeing some success is I failed in the past and right. I'm benefiting from those failures in the past. It's funny. I've completely reframed in my mind failure. I don't even, I just think things are experiments and they work out the way you expect or the way they don't. And either way you learn something. So if they work out the way I expected, oh, like my hypothesis was correct. And if they don't, it's like, why didn't the experiment work? And then, you know, yes, the difference in real life is that there's financial and relational fallout from decisions. You know, you quit your job, but I still think life is amazing. It's short. As far as I know, we get one time to do this. And so why not think of it as a grand experiment and see what happens with it? And, you know, nobody's getting out of here alive, you know, at the end of the day. And there's this great book called The Five Regrets of the Dying. I don't know if you've ever read it, but um, she was a hospice nurse and she basically worked with people that were dying within a couple of weeks or a month. And the number one regret was people basically being who they thought other people thought they should be instead of being themselves. So not being authentic. That was like the number one. And so I'm trying to be like, I want to be that person. I want to be like, if I died next week or 50 years from now, I want to be like, I'm just, I never was not the person that I wanted to be completely authentic. I don't know how I went to that tangent, but you got me monologuing. But anyways, it's a great book if you want something to look at. And I think that failure, like you said, the decision of your other brokerage that you went to, but you learned a bunch of stuff. It's all good. It's all part of your story. It's a brick that you build on, take it and move on kind of thing, right? Right. Um, So in terms of like, we had chatted at the beginning. So one of the areas that like that we touched on was just follow up with real estate agents. You've done some, you got some realtors that have been referring you, you know, we'd like to get that number higher, like the number of people that you've presented to the number that are referring. And so, as I was mentioning before, a couple of things that I'd recommend. One is I would on a Friday, Thursday or Friday, you're already doing Loom. So that's genius. Send them a video just about a scenario that the underwriting team has solved or something. You know, we share a bunch of different ideas in there for you and then just follow up with them the next week. And as you said, you like to educate people and this is it. You're basically educating them because they don't know this stuff. Like, even experienced realtors, they're in their lane and they don't really, and even if they did know it, it changed what they thought they knew is probably not possible anymore. And so you're educating them and then following up and you'll find that they'll be reaching out to you on the weekends when they see these come in. And when you reach out to them the next week, they'll have something to talk about instead of just like, Hey, awkward. Like, do you see the football game? You know, it's great to have that relational piece because you're good at this. I could tell you're good at the relational, but you got to also make sure that there's a business component so that they understand it's like both and right. Right. Yeah, I'd love to see when you send out that first one. Put me on the list and let me see it. So I can be like, I'll reply to you on it. But you're going to keep crushing it. And as you said, mindset is key too. That's a big piece of this success in this business. What would be your last piece of advice for somebody if they're new? What would your advice be for them? Don't think about it. Just do it. And what do you mean by that? Like, just don't think about like the activities and things that you need to do, right? Like, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just jump two feet in and do it. It's really, really easy to get distracted and thrown off course. Just focus on what you need to do. Jump two feet in. There's the support. I can only speak for our team and our group. The support is there. So 
you don't have anything. Well, we're we're grateful to have you, man, and continue to grow your business and take care of your family, even though we don't see pictures of them. We know they're there. Do you even have a family or are you just messing with me? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, I got a family. Sure you do, Dion. It's like the guy who says he has a girlfriend, but he really doesn't. I'm just just kidding. Okay, man. Good chat with you. Bye for now. Take care. So, hey, hopefully you found that conversation inspiring. A couple quick things. First, if you want to find out how we can help you with that live underwriting support like Dion talked about or mindset, which is something we coach on every single day in our brokerage, go to rookietorockstar.ca. Check out our free webinar we have there and we'll show you how we can help you scale your mortgage business if you're new. And, you know, think about mindset that most people, I'm always shocked by this, that I'm not aware of any other mortgage brokerage that actually spends as much time on mindset as we do. And not because we're frou-frou or anything, but because it actually is so important. And you don't realize this until you've been in this for a while, but what happens is that you can have the best strategy, the best tactic, but if you get rejected and you feel down, if you feel your imposter syndrome, if you feel like you know, overwhelmed, all that's mindset. And so what happens is you actually won't do it. So it's like buying the best treadmill on the planet. You could spend $10,000 on this treadmill that does everything, but you still got to get on the treadmill and your mindset is like that. It's the thing that's going to get you on the treadmill. Or another way I've heard it explained is like, you know, the tools and the tactics, the strategies, it's like getting a Ferrari. If you get really good stuff, for sure it's awesome, but the mindset's the gas. And if you don't put that in the car, that car ain't going anywhere. And so if you want to find out how we can help you, mindset is something that we absolutely take seriously. You know, I'm looking at, we keep track of the success stories from our agents. And just this last week, we actually had, we talked about mindset. And in particular, we talked about how it relates to making phone calls. And then one of our agents jumps on brand and like, hey, I just got off the phone. His daughter was sitting there with him actually on the training. And he's like, my daughter is drinking the Kool-Aid. After being on today's call, I, he did 14 calls and he booked five meetings. He had two realtor presentations. And so he asked his daughter, like, how many more should I do, honey? And she's like, 10 more, dad, which is hilarious. But the truth is, is that, you know, in your business, there's stuff that's gonna be hard, whether it's picking up the phone, whether it's, you know, learning the lender guidelines, learning how to do the sales scripting, all of that stuff is challenging. And if you protect your mindset, your chances of success go up significantly. So check that out. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Appreciate you. I'll be seeing you in the next episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.